damn, that was supposed to be a lot cooler than it was. Uh, you know, best part of a beer is when you crack it open. It's like the most satisfying sound in the whole world. And that was like basically the equivalent of a tiny ass load being blown on you. After you've been all pent up, it's just like a little tear. My name is Brianna Whipple. You probably don't know who I am, and that's okay. I am a dirtbag film journalist from Alberta, Canada. And I've noticed a lot of Americans don't really know... That sounds rude. I don't mean to sound rude. Um, When I say I'm from Canada, because I spend a lot of time in the States, people have visions of this class... You know, like, ooh, you're from Canada, so fancy. And uh, (laughs) where I'm from can only be described as the Fresno of Canada. I am from a small town called Grand Prairie, Alberta. Garbage heap, rig city. And I am white trash. I'm sorry. It's the truth. It's who I am. I accept it. And that's just it, you know? Like, heavy metal, horror movies. It's, it was counterculture at one point. You know, all this stuff's super popular now, and I'm not knocking it for being popular. That's great. But I find something incredibly authentic when you meet somebody that has had a lifelong obsession with this specific brand of culture you know like the one of my earliest memories I was three years old my dad had been watching I'm assuming some like MTV rewind thing but I saw the number of the beast video and the moment I saw Bruce Dickinson's bulge in those spandex pants I knew I'd never be the same you know it's Goes back to Return of the Living Dead. You think this is a fucking costume? It's a way of life. Anyway, we're going to talk about some movies. We're going to talk about some music. You know, there's some questions to be pondered here because, you know, fucking quarantine sucks. Halloween doesn't suck. So we're celebrating Halloween. And it makes you wonder, like, are all horror movies Halloween movies? You know, like, what makes... A movie, a Halloween movie. I personally don't agree that all horror films fit Halloween. For me, the spirit of Halloween is very fun. You know, not like cutesy fun, but just like party, like get some beers, watch some cool shit, kick back, you know? Now, my personal Halloween ritual... I always have a super last-minute costume because I am a lazy bitch. Personal favorite of mine, I was Linnea Quigley from Night of the Demons a couple years ago. And literally all I had to do was just rub lipstick all over my face and call it a day. Granted, I think very few people knew who I was, but that never really mattered to me, you know? Um, This past year... I was Jack Burton. Like, 
all else fails, pick a John Carpenter character and have at it. Um, but, you know, costumes aside, you get a six-pack Miller High Life more if you feel like getting wild. But I always throw on Fastway, and the reason I do that is because of a little movie called Trick or Treat. And I was debating talking about this later because regardless of any other movie I talk about tonight, Trick or Treat is the ultimate. And I don't want to hear about how you want to remake it. This movie should never be touched by anybody ever. So essentially, you have Ragman, who is played by Mark Price, and he's your typical, like, metalhead nerd dude, you know? And I feel like that's what a lot of people don't understand. Liking metal did not make you cool. It made you a target. And that's exactly what happens to Ragman in this movie. He gets bullied the shit out of just for being into cool shit, you know? And he idolizes a rocker named Sammy Kerr. And Sammy Kerr is like a fusion of David Lee Roth and Blackie Lawless. Like, he is flamboyant, but he's dark and just evil, you know? Like, evil in a sexy way. Like, not... I know listeners of the show like black metal. I'll be honest, it's not my area of expertise, I love hair metal. I love party metal, you know? I'm all about being sleazy and, like, looking like a freaking I don't know, like an alcoholic Barbie doll. I'll go with that. Um, But, yeah, his favorite rocker dies. He's devastated. He rips his Defenders of the Faith poster in half. Breaks my heart in the process. And... Yeah, he's just like, life's over as he knows it, and then he goes and visits his uh, radio buddy, who is played by none other than Gene Simmons, and Gene just so happens to have the last recording Sammy had ever made, because Sammy's from the same town, blah blah blah, I really suck at articulating storylines when I'm speaking, it's why I write, but if you're still with me, he wants his last song to be played at the dance. Gene gives the record to Ragman. Ragman takes it home. Guess what? Sammy's speaking to him through the record. Shit's fucking creepy. You got that cheesy ass, like, fake electricity that I live for. And it's just, like... Imagine if, like, Instead of Carrie, it was Blackie Lawless that came to, like, fuck up your prom, and that is trick-or-treat, you know? Don't care if you want to remake it. It is perfect the way it is, as Afer mentioned, and it is the ultimate heavy metal horror movie. There will never be a better film. Deathgasm was fun. Even borrowed some stuff from trick-or-treat. But... Just will never, ever hold a candle. Never. (laughs) So it's probably worth noting, Trick or Treat came out in 1986. The next film I'm going to talk about came out in 1988, and it's a film called Black Roses, which 
it's up there for me. It's like way up there because the film kicks off with me against the world, Lizzie Borden on the soundtrack. You got King Cobra and just all of these wonderful bands on the soundtrack. And yeah, it's, it's the same whole like satanic panic inspired, like parents are afraid of heavy metal music and what it's doing to their children. And it's just a really fun movie. There's some weird monster shit in there. Um, you know, I get asked a lot, like when people find out how much I love Trick or Treat, they're like, oh, have you seen Black Roses? It's, and when I say, yeah, I love that movie, they're like, yeah, it's so cheesy. And this is something I feel very strongly about. I hate the word cheesy. I don't believe in cheesiness. It doesn't exist to me. And I'm, it's something I've been fighting my whole life. And allow me to step onto a soapbox here. But the fact that I love dudes with big hair in spandex pants with freaking tinfoil wrapped avocados or cucumbers down their pants. I don't know why anybody would wrap an avocado. Clearly my beer is getting to me. You know, like maybe to your average Joe, you might look at that and be like, oh, it's cheesy. No, this is my shit. This is what gets me going. You know, <laughs> one man's cheese is another man's horny. That doesn't make sense. But I digress. Um, maybe it's cheesy to somebody that doesn't like to have fun. But yeah, definitely don't skip Black Roses. It's not a perfect film like Trick or Treat, but it's pretty damn close. And after everything I just said, I'm going to go a little against my own beliefs and admit that the next film is a tad bit on the, I'm not using cheesy, but whatever another word for cheesy would be. It's called Rock and Roll Nightmare. Uh, it stars John Michael Thor, who if you don't know who John Michael Thor, please Google him. Because as a Canadian, Thor, this is the truth, Thor, okay? I don't care about your Marvel, DC, whatever the fuck. Thor is a blonde Canadian former bodybuilder turned heavy metal god. This guy was fucking jacked. He sang songs like Only the Strong shall live, you know, just fucking, like, heavy fucking metal, you know, you look at this dude, he has three Dobermans on a leash, and you're like, that guy could fuck me up, anyway, <laughs> he stars in a movie called Rock and Roll Nightmare, and I'm not really sure what happens in this movie, I just know he's the leader of a band, they go out to this house in the middle of nowhere to rehearse and shit happens and they end up battling Satan. And this predates Tenacious D by a long shot. <laughs> it's really goofy, really fun. And I, yeah, it's, if you're a completist like I am, you just got to see it. 
and believe it. You must believe in the power of the almighty Thor. Because remember, if you take anything away from this show, Thor is a Canadian. So next movie I'm going to talk about is actually, I, so I'm guilty of doing this with music and movies. I'm always like, yeah, this is my favorite movie ever. But I mean it every time I say it. And uh, in this case, I'm talking about Shock 'em Dead. And Shock 'em Dead, if you read any plot synopsis online, they're like, Martin is a loser turned super cool rocker. And it's so funny. Like, I just love that everyone just calls this dorky dude that works at a pizza joint a loser. You know, it's just like kicking a man while he's down. Like, anyway tries out for a band they're like okay no go away geek kind of thing um then he makes a deal with a voodoo woman sells a soul to the devil to be a wonderful guitarist you know (laughs) and uh he also ends up becoming super hot like unreal hot like if he was a member of Motley Crue, he'd be the hottest member of Motley Crue, you know, and he's just wakes up covered in babes, you know, adjusts to his new life super quickly, doesn't care about these babes because Tracy Lords is in this movie too, and uh, the music in it is not good. The band that he's in, they do a cover of Purple Haze, and while it is better than the Winger cover, it's still not great. Um... But, you know, this movie can get away with not having a really great soundtrack. Like, it's just that fun. Like, I love Hollywood-based movies, and this movie really, really leans into the whole, like, sleaze metal aspect, which I dig, obviously. And, yeah, like, it came out in the early 90s, so it was kind of a little past the point. But, yeah, if you ask me, it's one of the best, you know, and... I don't know, aside from, like, other pure heavy metal horror movies, you have, like, Rocktober Blood, which I love the movie poster, I love the soundtrack, and I watched the movie, like, years ago, and I don't remember it that well. I remember enjoying it, but it's not one I really feel the need to revisit, so I just typically don't, and I know there's more modern ones, like Deathgasm and all this other shit, and... I just have a very specific point in time that I seem drawn to, and I don't know if that makes me, like, an asshole or anything, but, yeah, the films I've mentioned thus far are really, like, a good starter kit. They're kind of like the big four of heavy horror movies, if you ask me. If there was more than four, I seem really blonde right now, but that's okay, because I am. Actually, you know, now that I'm thinking about it and it's ridiculous that I hadn't thought about this sooner since I'm actually watching it right now, I want to address the blonde chainsaw-wielding elephant in the room and talk about Heavy Metal Massacre for a second. So I sought out this movie for years. Um... It is really expensive. It came out in 1989, I believe. And 
The reason why it's so expensive is because it wasn't really distributed. Like, if you find a VHS of it, it's like hundreds of dollars. But one of my buddies made me a copy of it because he's like, if anybody in the world would like this movie, it would be you. And as soon as he handed it to me, I'm like, oh, fuck, I've been wanting to see this because the cover is literally like a super cute blonde rocker dude wielding a chainsaw. And the tagline just says, The Rock Horror Movie, featuring an all-metal explosive soundtrack. Like, sounds super fucking cool, right? But you watch this movie, and I swear to God, like, the first minute of the film are just glamour shots of the guy on the cover, who is a dude named Bobby Young. And I believe he also directed and wrote this film. So it feels like a weird display of narcissism. Like you're just watching this blonde rocker dude pose in front of like a velvet painting of like a white leopard. And I love that kind of shit, but I'm kind of like, what is happening here? And then the rest of the movie, he basically goes to like venues and he picks up hot chicks and then he takes them to his weird like warehouse and he kills them. But it's, like, all shot on video, so it's really, like, you don't get a clear <laughs> image of what's happening. It's really strange. I don't know. Like, it's it's by no means a good movie. If you spend $100 on this, I am so sorry. Like, please don't do that. Maybe, like, Vinegar Syndrome will get it or something. But, like, man, it's terrible. It is not worth spending your life savings on. I have a dream of remaking this movie. It is a pipe dream of mine, and I plan to do it one day. I have said it here now, so if anybody does this before me, I'll see you in court. So aside from, like, pure heavy metal horror movies, there's a ton of, like, metal soundtracks. Like, the Sleepaway Camp sequels, two and three, they have, like, Obsession and Hurricane on the soundtracks, which is just deadly like hurricanes like great hair metal and obsessions like hard hitting fucking like speed like power metal you know and texas chainsaw 3 you got death angel you got laws rocket so if you like thrash metal there's something for you there and obviously the elm street films you had dream warriors in part three vinnie vincent invasion did a song on i think part four love kills um Dario Argento uses a fuckload of heavy metal in his movies. Like, Phenomena, you have Flash of the Blade by Iron Maiden, and, um, shit. Opera, I haven't seen opera in a hot minute, but I remember, like, when the killer kills people, like, heavy metal kicks in, it's like, fuck yeah! And, uh, obviously Demons. It's, like, iconic and a really, really fun, like, Halloween movie. It's very meta. It's people watching a movie, you know, demons popping up in a theater while everybody's watching a horror movie. And then at the end, Buddy's fucking riding a motorcycle, like, slaying demons while fast as a shark by accept plays. So there's a ton of that, and it's because... Like I mentioned 20 minutes ago, horror and heavy metal were both very frowned upon you know like you were almost 
just viewed as a total weirdo outcast for enjoying these things because everybody just thought it was something bathed in degeneracy. You know, everybody thought, oh, well, that's just for idiots. And I probably am not helping because I do talk like an idiot, but I'm not an idiot, you know, and you're not an idiot. Like, it's just, it was counterculture, you know, and the two were so closely related because something doesn't have to be metal for it to be metal, you know, like, it's just like ballsy, you know, I know that might sound weird, but just anything that just no holds barred, just fucking sensory overload. That's what being metal is, you know, just giving no fucks, hitting hard, being relentless, and just pushing boundaries, you know? Another thing that was fairly common, actually, it's still kind of common, um, like rocker cameos. Like, we'll talk about Alice Cooper for a minute. You know, he was in a werewolf movie called Monster Dog, which is pretty wacky. Yeah, there's two of his, uh, like, original Alice Cooper songs that weren't released on any albums in that film. Um, Identity Crises and See Me in the Mirror if you want to. See Me in the Mirror if you want to. There's a really, really haunting scene in that where he's, he plays a rocker. and I can't remember the name. Um, but it's just like they're filming the music video for it and it's just so fucking creepy and like eerie you get to see alice turned into a fucking werewolf his voice is dubbed the whole time and it's really hard to watch and it's actually kind of funny i guess he didn't know that they were gonna dub his voice i think they dubbed everybody's voice but when you watch the film he's like oh god do i really sound like that because whoever's voice they used just sounded like a total dweeb um but aside from monster dog i mean he was in prince of darkness he was freddy krueger's dad and freddy's dead i believe it was um he did the soundtrack well he did a couple songs for jason lives friday the 13th part six obviously he's back the man behind the mask and hard rock summer um aside from that like shocker you have kane roberts there's that alice cooper connection there and that soundtrack's actually deadly like megadeth did a song for it paul stanley's on there bonfire i am the sword you are the stone which was originally a kiss song but that song fucking slaps it is so good um aside from that like fuck d snyder wrote a movie called strange land and he starred in it he plays captain howdy which has kind of been like a long running character for twisted sister but yeah it's just it's so cool how closely related these two realms are like alice cooper is the king of shock rock you know oh of course <laughs> sorry it just came to me but like wasp did a song for ghoulies too like wasp was featured in terror vision the dungeon master blackie lawless was actually supposed to play sammy kerr but he would have had to be mouthing fast ways music and he was not about to do that which 
I don't know. Like, I've always kind of wondered what that would have been like. But at the same time, Tony Fields just did a fantastic job as Sammy. And I almost think, like, if Blackie had been in that role, it might have been too much, you know? Um, yeah. You know, there's one film in particular. You know, there's a lot of metal-adjacent movies. There's a lot of, like, films that look very metal you know, like, costumes, like, punks on film, basically, but, uh, like, leaving all the punk shit aside, like, I think The Lost Boys is, like, a prime example of a metal-adjacent film, like, a movie that could have been, like, the ultimate, like, heavy metal movie, because, I mean, the look is undeniable, but there's no metal on the soundtrack, which is kind of peculiar, I've always thought, you know, like, just, like, throw some fucking white snake on there or something, you know, have Star, like, on top of the fucking motorcycles or some shit, that wouldn't work like Tawny, but you know what I mean, like, all the pieces were there, but the music wasn't, which is kind of fascinating, because typically it's the other way around. Um, yeah, I don't know, like, it's just, it's a really cool niche, you know, it's a cool area to become involved in, because it's, you know, I grew up in a a time, in a place where, for example, people thought I bathed in my own blood which is disgusting, and I'm a type 1 diabetic. I would die. Um, So it's been kind of interesting to go from being harped on for loving Megadeth to everybody kind of embracing how cool this shit really is, and it really is. You know, it's, it's for people that don't take life too seriously because could you imagine going through life without ever having fun? Like, that just sounds like the most abysmal existence. You know, and this quarantine shit sucks, but the fact that there's such a strong community of people that just love good, cool shit makes my day, you know. It's it's real eye-opening, and uh, I know there's probably a million things I missed. I'm not... I'm not used to, like, verbalizing how I feel about this stuff. That's why I write. Like, I I have had such an intimate relationship with heavy metal and horror movies my whole life that finally finding my people is weird. It's really, really awesome. Like, I guess I haven't plugged my website. I run a website called Heavy Horror. The fact that people are actually like, fuck yeah, like, I love this shit. Like, that means the whole entire world to me, you know? Because we're not fucking weird. We're not meant to be outcasts, you know? Regardless of what you have been through, once you find your tribe, it sticks with you, you know? And I will embrace being the piece of shit weirdo that I am forever, and I will support every single one of you in doing the same because we're all on the same mission and the mission is just to have a good fucking time now in the words of the late sammy kerr let the big fish hook themselves you're the bait the bait is you happy halloween everybody